This is the Huddle.com LifeCast. We're talking to inspired and insightful people who have faced life's greatest challenges and broken through. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle.com Livecast. I'm your host, Mark Stolo. I'm joined today by Natasha Sikovsky. Natasha is a professional certified coach, and she's also a pro on Huddle, which means that she's available in the Huddle community to support our members and also available for one-to-one support and now available during group sessions, which is a new service available on Huddle where members can join group activities led by a Huddle pro and they talk about important themes and ideas that are impacting on people's lives. And it's another opportunity within our network to grow, transform, change, and evolve. Natasha, welcome to the Huddle Livecast. Hi, Mark. Mark, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, love talking to our Huddle pros. We're going to talk about something today that I'll speak openly and plainly about. I have had very little um, experience with. It's something very new to me. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. giving you the opportunity to help our listeners and our members discover what is the Enneagram. Oh, great. Well, I love to talk about the Enneagram because it has been a life changer in my own life and also in the lives of many, many people I've worked with so far as a, as a coach. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to this. So I asked you to describe to me in very short words, what is the Enneagram? And you said to me, a map to see the box that you're trapped in. And I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, that's interesting. Sounds very David Copperfieldy. Um, and I want to talk about what that means. And we're going to unpack mm-hmm. that over the next number of minutes as we, we talk about the Enneagram. Let's start by just giving you the opportunity to explain what is the Enneagram for those who have little experience or maybe no experience with it? Okay. Well, actually, there's many, many ways to explain it, very complicated ways. But for me, myself, um, I have this image in my mind, like you said, like a roadmap or a blueprint or a compass, if you like, to understand actually the why of human behavior. So it's not so much about um, behavior as such. Uh, It's more about, of course, you can talk about behavior, but the why means it describes actually nine ways um, to look at the world, to behave also and to respond to others. And those are not just like stories somebody came up with. Um, The Enneagram is actually a scientifically validated tool to help you the big questions like, well, who am I really? Or what motivates me? Or on the other side, um, why am I not motivated today, for instance? Um, How am am I different uh, from other people? How can I live an awesome, fulfilled life? Um, And what is it that makes my life sometimes hard? So um, it is this um, roadmap and giving you also, um, well, actually, really practical 
tools. So on the one side, you have you get insights by the description giving, uh, given um, with the type, and also next to that, really practical tools to guide yourself in making better choices, choices in your life, for instance. Um, and that by being aware, conscious, and I like to use the word awake, because like you said, Mark, it's, li it's like if we put ourselves in a box. And that's actually funny, because when people, um, well, for the first time, they, they look at the Enneagram and they're like, what? Nobody can put me in a box. Um, a lot of people think that way, actually. And let me, honest, uh, let me be honest with you, Mark. I, I do, too. I don't want to be put in a box. And, for instance, I am an Enneagram type 4, and my motivation in life is to be unique. And so somebody telling me I'm putting you in a box is like, what? Um, that's not going to work. And so the aim of the Enneagram is not to tell you who you are, like a stamp, you know, you are like this, period, so we know you. No, it provides actually deep insights to, into our motivations or limiting beliefs or blind spots or anxieties or hidden fears. So actually, it's not the Enneagram putting us in a box, but we are ourselves um, already put in a box. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, it's helpful to understand maybe through the analogy of the map isn't the territory. So the map uh -huh. or in the Enneagram in this case is like an indicator, but it's not meant to say that, you know, this is the territory of your experience. Your experience is lived fully through, a, you know, a multitude of interacting elements, your inner world, your outer world, your context, your upbringing, your socialization. It's So it's, when we say it's a roadmap, it's not to say that, to your point, it's about putting you in a box and applying a, a, a you know, a very linear model. It's, it's a guide. It's a tool. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think it's also important to point out that this is more than just you know, like a personality test. This isn't like, you know, going to a social site and someone says, mm -hmm. you know, no. what, what kind of fruit are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, that is, um, it, sound, it, it sounds a little bit maybe as a paradox, because how can you, like, define nine types and then still say, um, well, it's not a box, uh, it's not a box. And um, so actually, um, the thing is that, um, well, imagine this, Mark, as a young, a young child, for instance, very young child, you kind of unconsciously felt that by being a certain way in the family where you were raised, you would be loved. So we all do that, right? And so you start to see the world through this specific, very specific set of glasses. And so you believe certain things you think certain thoughts, you feel in a certain way, uh, you act in really predictable ways, probably. So it's this is what we are talking about. This is like this box, this trance or this autopilot. And so we tell ourselves a story about how we should be. And however, that story is not the whole truth, you see. So actually, um, the, for instance, if you would be 
an inner type one, you would believe that people will love you when you do the right thing and be good. Um, a two, for instance, he, he would feel the need to give to others. Trees want to be the best. Fours, like I said before, that's my own type. Uh, they want to be unique and authentic. Uh, fives believe that they deserve love when they understand everything. Uh, sixes are loyal. They make sure everything's safe. Um, sevens, they focus on great experiences and they avoid all things painful. And then uh, the eight, they want to be strong and in control and they believe there will be love then. And then the nines, finally, they focus on harmony and balance. And so, um, different yeah, styles, it's different like, approaches to you're talk you're talking about almost like a different um way of seeing the world or a predominant way of seeing the world yes yes yeah. exactly and and that's why actually it is us um putting ourselves in a box because we believe that looking at the world through these uh, glasses actually um that's that's the whole truth and so the enneagram will invite you to look deeply within and explore why you are maybe stuck in your life mm -hmm. uh, or maybe stuck is too much um, too much uh, big a word because it can just be like why am i always having an argument with this or that right. person right. it can be anything right. and and actually um the enneagram will also give you an insight in why you actually often get the very opposite of what you actually desire so and how on the other hand you can make a change to feel whole and fulfilled again and to make better choices so yeah it's um it's not um something fixed it is something really really flexible um to give you an example it is not for instance because you are um, motivated by the energy of a certain type uh, that you show up in the world like this so that can be very confusing so i would never ever type a person like this uh, mm -hmm. just by uh, going about his behavior for instance because i know that can be um yeah motivated by very different things for for different people so and actually for me what is um what is really beautiful about the enneagram is that it makes you kind of see that you are by default perfect the way you are you are a magnificent creature and the the one blocking you from showing that to the world actually to us it's you and so we all do that so i do as well of course it's not because i know in theory the enneagram that um well, I'm kind of, yeah, freed from, <laughs> from all this, of course, sure. because I have also my challenges, of course. And it's, it's um, yeah, and we do these things for very, very good reasons. So we do things, we do the things we do, actually, um, like I said, because we believe that this is the way for us to deserve love. And then, guess what? We get, we we kind of get the opposite of what we want, and we get stuck. So, so right. yeah, that's. Um, I, I think that the the analogy of the box and being stuck and patterns are very important, and I we see this a lot on Huddle as well. I'm sure that you've witnessed this. That people, there's a lot of redundancy, emotional redundancy, situational redundancy in people's lives, 
Mm-hmm. This is very, you know, it's both a survival mechanism, right? Like we uh, habits, your brain can't possibly be doing something unique every moment of the day. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. unsustainable, right? The brain, mm-hmm. there are certain things like I don't think yeah. about lifting my arm to pick up a pencil. It's it, it would just be too taxing to be mm-hmm. having to focus. So there's the patterns and the habits that we develop in our lives serve a function yes. to allow us to kind of move through the day. It's when we start getting into the more nuanced features of our lives, when we start talking about love and trust and, and work and purpose and meaning and relationships and all the other elements of our lives where automation can sometimes, to your point, get us very stuck in unhelpful mm-hmm. patterns. So I think it's interesting that the Enneagram <clears throat> as a tool to understand where you, what box you might be in and to your mm-hmm. point, whether it's conscious or unconscious, because it can be both. You can yeah. be manifesting patterns in your life deliberately. You could be manifesting patterns as a combination of a deliberate and an unconscious action. Exactly. What, what I think is interesting that you've brought up and it's something that we try to communicate a lot on Huddle that that is very nuanced and I understand is paradoxical, but this idea that you have to go in to get out. Mm-hmm. Because most people's instinct when they feel trapped, it's almost like their very primitive brain takes over and they say, how do I get out? Mm-hmm. Like, I want out, right? And yeah. they start scratching at the walls and fiddling yeah. around in the dark and they'll grab onto anything, which is part of the reason why the kind of wellness space is also laden with all kinds of hocus pocus because a lot of people take advantage of the idea that when people feel trapped they will literally grab onto anything to try to get Mm -hmm. out but from the perspective of the enneagram and from what you were saying help people understand from your perspective why it's important to go in as a catalyst from moving out. Try to help people understand in your Mm -hmm. own words why that phenomenon is so important to the experience of change or transformation. Yeah. You know, um, well, like you said, it's one thing um, kind of to know um, that, to put it in, in, in those words, that you have some kind of challenge on your road um, and just the quickest way to get out of there, um, well, that doesn't exist. Quick, quick fixes do not exist because that's like scratching the surface. So you're absolutely right, I think, um, to, go, um, to go in first. And so the Enneagram will offer you not only those smart insights, um, but also a practical way to guide yourself. And the first um, thing that comes to my mind actually is, Mark, like imagine that you would be walking a road and you walk down the street and there's a hole in the road and you're not aware of it. And what happens? Guess what? You fall into the hole, right? And then the next day, you take the same road and the hole is still there, of course, and you fall in again. And then you're like, ha, I knew this. Why did I fall in again? And the next day, you're like, ha, ha, now I'm smarter. I know there's a hole. So you walk around the hole and then you forget again and fall into the hole again until one day without even thinking about it, you take another route 
So that's what the Enneagram um, can help you do so. And the first step is really, like you say, to go inside and to discover and explore what is to be discovered. Because let's face it, um, we people, Mark, we don't really like change that much. And even if we want to change, we, um, yeah, we, we very often we can get to it or keep up the new habit or behavior. And that is exactly the reason why um, we need to go um, inside first to really get to the root of things. And then um, we will find motivations to um, keep up new behavior of our new ways of living. Um, and the only, only thing, um, sustainable, good way to go there is to kind of, yeah, be really curious about um, why it is that you do the things you do. And, you know, we probably all have examples like that. For instance, you say, well, from now on, I will not say yes in, anymore if I actually mean no, right? right. Uh, things like that. Or from now on, I will make sure I'm on time in meetings. Or I will not shout anymore when I'm angry. And then after a while, you find yourself doing the exact thing you were trying to abandon, right? And that is because we have these deeply rooted strategies uh, in ourselves, which uh, make us think and feel and act in these predictable ways. And so in other words, it's not by just reading once about the specifics of your Enneagram type that your whole life will change. So it's a step-by-step -step progress. And well, as a coach, it's my job actually to guide you um, in this. And yeah, so that's what I, uh, what I, what I actually do uh, with my clients. So boots on the ground. For our, yeah. list, for our listeners, let's say someone wanted to work with you around the Enneagram. Give me in like short form the stepwise process of how you work with a client through the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Well, um, actually, I have uh, developed my own methodology. And... This is um, rooted in, this is like a small side story, some, uh, some personal story I'm adding here uh, before getting to your question, actually. So I said before, I'm an Enneagram type four, motivated by being unique and special. And while working with the Enneagram for my own personal development, and I'm talking like a long time ago uh, from now, uh, and... Um, well, I discovered that actually I don't have to do anything special to be unique. So every human being is by default unique. And even if you are an identical twin, you're still unique. That's what you explained before, right? It's like all the aspects uh, happening in your life that add to that. So there's no second person alike. So why bother being unique, right? So that's, whew, that's a lot of uh, stress falling off your shoulders. So, and that insight actually changed my career because it became extremely, because I uh, became extremely curious, curious about um, the uniqueness of every single person. So what makes them, them? And this is like, this was the, the changer 
in my career and um i'm all almost yeah i'm that curious that you can almost call it like obsessed by going this road with a person and finding um what it is how they would be in their optimal being so no mask nothing they need to do just be and uh, the, the slogan i like to use with that is become who you are and so i start every journey with a client helping them to visualize how that would be like being their true selves and before you can start with that there's a first really important step and that is taking an online validated um enneagram questionnaire and this is an yeah an awesome piece of work because it's worldwide worldwide like the only one which is um yeah um which with such a high validation and um so it gives you not only an idea about your enneagram type so the highest score it gives you scores on the other types as well it's it talks about your subtype that's an even more specific pair of glasses and many 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 other aspects and still that's just to me a theoretical framework because i don't know you right it's not because i know now that you're let's say an inner type seven that i know you really who you are of course not so it's working with this person to visualize how they could be um yeah being their true selves being their their most awesome selves and i make them see it i make them feel it smell it hear it act it out and and um, really make them kind of experience the higher side of their enneagram type at their very best because you can imagine mark a type being like it's like a slider you can slide to zero and then you have lots lots of stuff to discover within your type and you can go to 100 the maximum um of your type getting out the maximum and so that i call the higher side that's you at your very very best and then the next step if you know this you have visualized this and you compare that with how it is today how you struggle today for instance then people can very clearly feel what is blocking them to get there and so it's I, I like to think about it. If your mind knows what the direction to go, the road ahead becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Because what I don't like, Mark, is to to point out to people, oh, you're this type, and so look at all this miserable stuff you're doing. And this is like, of course, I, I would not do that. Um, because that would be, um, yeah, the mind of the person would get totally stuck. If we right. tend to see everything as a problem, the mind gets stuck. We right. resist right. change. We don't feel like changing. And if we th see things in terms of possibilities, we're really motivated. We are creative to move forward. And guided by the Enneagram, this process can be a true metamorphosis for people because they can see the road ahead, right? right. And that is what I really love about it. It's a life changer. And yeah, so that's, um, a, uh, yeah, not a quick fix, uh, but still a very quick 
way to go to the essence of things. Yeah, I, I like what I like in particular about what you've said is that it doesn't look at expressions of mind patterns, whether they be conscious or unconscious, as necessarily bad or good. There mm -hmm. are those that are helpful, there's those that are less helpful, and then there's, there, you look at it almost more through a tendencies lens, and then shifting mm -hmm. tendencies towards the vision of the person that you want to become. I think it's a lot of people get stuck just in the moralizing problem of looking yeah. at all of their behavior through good or bad lenses, and then they become very self-punitive, uh, very self-judgmental, you know, judgmental. Yes. That leads to a lack of self-compassion, a lack of self-care, and, and that can be very cyclical. So I love the fact that yeah. your, your approach overall is one of focusing on like positive change, positive growth, understanding tendencies. Natasha, thank you for providing our listeners a perspective on the Enneagram. Obviously, this is a very complex, multi-layered experience, and I would encourage our mm -hmm. listeners to spend time getting to know Natasha even exploring the Enneagram, and, and to your point, it's always helpful to have a guide. We get to now f discover layers of you through the Huddle Lifecast questionnaire. This is mm -hmm. like our Enneagram. <laughs> right. Nothing like the Enneagram, but it's our own. Um, tell me, Natasha, what's your favorite quality in a person? Mm. Well, I like... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting back to this, the uniqueness of a person. Every person has this one thing which you, which you can all, all already feel in the energy of the person, just the personality, the way the person is talking. And then it's kind of this one little thing you say, huh, that's different. And that, yeah, I love that. You love that. So mm -hmm. even if it's... Like, can be something special it can be something really ordinary but it is beautiful or is that simple that it becomes um yeah that's what i like actually okay. is there a mantra or an idea that guides your life something that you go back to frequently that makes you feel grounded yeah there is i like this sentence um and it, it, I don't even remember, Mark, where I got this from. I'm carrying this around for many, many years. And I probably heard it somewhere. I don't know. And the sentence goes like, like this, experience is the new reality. And to me, that means actually that when I'm, I will try something new, um, it can change my world. Mm -hmm. And this is important to me because I tend to um, stay in my comfort zone. I know that I very often I'm afraid to look foolish or to not be as good as in something as I wish I would be like this today is my first podcast ever. So it's out of my comfort zone. And by remembering well, experience is the new reality. I believe that, oh, this, this might lead to a new step and to a new step and to a new step. So I kind of reinvent my being by, by going into an experience instead of staying stuck in what I already know. Love that. Is there one person in particular that's really stood out that's 
influenced how you see the world? Hmm. Um, well, actually, the, I don't have this one like big guru that I'm kind of follow, following all over. <laughs> um, and actually, when I was um, younger, I even would say the exact opposite because people a lot of times they asked me this question and i was like hmm no i don't know i'm 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 not particularly yeah um interested in one person and i guess that was because my aim in life has always been to be unique you know right and I was always afraid that I would like start to copy somebody. Mm -hmm. And it was only later in my life that I started to realize, wait a minute, that's not right. That's limited thinking because every interaction with a person makes me grow, makes me learn. And so I'm, I am through other people. So that changed a lot for me. And since then I have, well, a lot of people um, that inspire me and that ha it doesn't need to be um, someone famous or anything. It can be just somebody like, for instance, talking to you, Mark, is already um, changing my world. And I love that. So I try to um, find something in every encounter, in every person, even if I think, hmm, I feel I don't really like this person, then I'm still trying to see what is triggering me. What is what is it that this person will, will learn from me? Right. So to really answer your question, actually, I like people. So every human being is to me an inspiration. Everyone's your guru. I love it. Yeah. Is there one area? I like that line. <laughs> Everyone Everyone's is my, my guru. Everyone's my guru. Is there one area of your life in particular where you're focused on doing your own personal growth work? One area in particular. Um, yeah, is it like your work? Is it your relationships? Is, is there some specific area where you find yourself devoting a lot of your energy right now? Um, well, I'm spending a lot of time discovering my own Enneagram type because it's like an onion, you know, that image of the onion where you, you peel off a little piece and then again and again and one more. And it's like an endless journey. Um, so, and by really going um, into detail, you discover, I discover a lot actually. And right now I am kind of more focused on the relationship um, part of my growth um, because I tend to, yeah, to be quite closed, to be quite um, in myself. If, if I would choose, I would live like alone on a mountain <laughs> with my books and, and study about the Enneagram, etc., etc. And um that is what i really love but like i said before i know that i grow through people so the first step is of course to look at my own relationships and 
so that uh, there again, the Enneagram helped me a lot um, to make those discoveries and to really get to know myself better and make better choices. And the funny thing is, um, I think it was in my mid-20s, that was actually the exact um, catalyst for me to get to know the Enneagram. So that's like more than 25 years ago. So it's, it's kind of funny that, that um, yeah, I came back to the same spot studying my relationships. How about that? Hmm. Amazing. If I, yeah. gave you, if I gave you 24 hours to just experience the world through some other vantage point, who or what would you want to be for that 24 hours? Oh, beautiful question. Mm, I like all kinds of cats. My favorite animal is a lynx or a bobcat. Okay. And if I could be a bobcat for 24 hours, I think that would be amazing. Love that. Because what bobcats can do is they can walk um, unnoticed. They can kind of, let's call it in human language, read between the lines. They're like very sensitive and they can like, um, yeah, I, I, I translated like hear the unsaid, hear the things that are not being said, for instance. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of mystical, mysterious. Um, yeah, I would choose to be a bobcat. I get the feeling I might know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? (sighs) Okay. Let me invent something (laughs) that you cannot imagine. How about that? Go for it. What if I would have like really long green hair? I have long hair, but make it like extremely long and it's green and it's shiny and shimmering. And I can kind of guide these, this hair to wherever I want. And I can feel what is going on with people and kind of give them comfort when they need uh, comfort or they, I can give them joy or I can kind of sense what's going on and respond um, to them that way. Um, yeah. That would be an awesome superpower. And I especially like the green hair. Love that. Love love, love everything about your um, open spirit, the, um, how you welcome the world into your life. Um, I think that's a gift that you probably give to your clients many times over. And I think it's a gift that a lot of people are have an appetite for. So thank you for sharing everything that you did today, Natasha. It's greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. I really, really appreciate you having me. So here's the good news. You can stay connected and keep on learning with Natasha in the community on Huddle.com. She's also available for one-to-one coaching through Huddle. So we offer online coaching. Natasha is one among many of our Huddle pros. And she's also offering a group this month, a free group for members who join Huddle who want to discover more about how to better understand what they get triggered by and how to control and manage their reactions in their lives, which is a hugely helpful way of 
cultivating more self-awareness and being in the world in a way where you feel more grounded, more empowered. That group is on June 27th at mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Eastern time. Natasha is going to be leading that group. It's free to sign up. You become a member of huddle.com, visit our group sessions area, and you can sign up for her group session. You can also connect with her on Huddle through her handle. It's at Natasha C. Coach. That's going to be available as a link in our podcast because it's much too long to spell, and most people won't write it down anyways, but you'll be able to click on the link from the podcast. For those of you who are new to Huddle, Huddle is a place to meet amazing people who are sharing wisdom, finding support, and becoming the best versions of themselves. This has been the Huddle.com Lifecast. I want to thank you for tuning in, and thank you for turning on to your lives.